This week on Glistening Particles. When you live a toxic life, you end up in toxic situations. Um, I thought I was going to always be stuck in that cycle of like, okay, I'll be okay for a while. And then I like would kind of like go really deep, dark, dark, dark. And then like something bad would happen and it would just be this cycle. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. This episode of Glistening Particles is sponsored by Forest Founders. They're making reducing our carbon footprint easy by doing one of my favorite things, planting trees. And it's so simple. With a small monthly subscription, you can be sure trees are planted every month, thus growing our forests and reducing our carbon footprint. Visit forestfounders.org today and join me in this amazing reforestation project. And for more about Forest Founders, check out episode 141 with their founder, Ford Seaman. In this episode, I meet up again with Chloe Louise, local Madison singer and songwriter. Chloe shared the story of her music career last year in episode 119. Chloe is back again to have a conversation about her experience with alcohol addiction. Last February, she entered a rehab center and just before this recording celebrated one year of sobriety. By telling her personal account, she hopes it might help others struggling with addiction. Be sure to hang around at the end for Chloe's performance of two brand new songs. Hey, Chloe, welcome back to Glistening Particles. Hi, how's it going? It's great. I'm so happy to see you again. I mean, what was it, like a year ago? Yeah, just over a year ago. I was so glad when I heard from you and you wanted to come back and tell your story because, boy, you have a story to tell. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think we should jump right in? Yeah. All right. I think so. So go for it. Like, what has changed in your life? What has not changed (laughs) in my life? I was on the podcast a little bit over a year ago. And um, I was on there with my friend, and it's interesting. I was telling you earlier that I listened back to the podcast, and it wasn't anything outrageous. It wasn't like a weird, unprofessional thing. It was just I was in such a different place. I actually, I just celebrated a year sobriety. A year? Yeah. And for some reason, and I know you're such a big believer in like energy and like Mm -hmm. why things happen and you know whatever and I just listened back to that podcast and I'm like man that girl was so struggling like so hard and just even that day I remember being like hung over all day and like knowing I had to come do this and as I'm 
you know, as a musician and as a performer, it's like I never stopped doing that. I always still went to the show. I still mm-hmm. went to the my obligations and whatever, but I just was doing it so 20 percent mm-hmm. and I don't know and re-listening to the podcast I just I love your podcast I love what you do and I just really wanted to come back and mm. talk to you well I'm really glad to have you here and I would have I wouldn't have guessed that at the time right you did a great show you had a lot of energy I was just on the phone with my mom before I came here talking about some of the things I'd been doing the past couple of days and she just was like Chloe stop take a minute and realize like where you are Mm. compared to a year ago it is it is wild like it yeah everything has completely changed and it was a really interesting time because the whole year leading up to my you know at rock bottom I guess Uh is what they would say but um, the whole year leading up to that on the outside I mean if you were close to me and you're around me a lot you knew my struggles Mm -hmm. but on the outside It's like my album came out. I was doing all these things. I was like on the radio. I was doing all these shows. You maybe wouldn't have known what was really going on. That was kind of that whole time period, like when I met you. And that was really a time where I was struggling the most. And even the show you came and met me at, the first show you ever saw me at, I remember thinking like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Wow. Like, I remember thinking, like, I am either going to be, things are going to get too messed up and I'm not going to be able to, or I just, I couldn't handle the feeling of being in front of people, them praising me for something Mm. when I felt so terrible on the inside. And it really was my last day I drank. I woke up the next morning and I called one of my best friends who's a nurse and I said I need to go to rehab or something but I don't know where to go mm-hmm. or what to do and how do I tell all these people like shows I have booked like whatever all this I'm like how do I tell people mm-hmm. that I need to go away it's really interesting because I was had an event with a radio station that I was so 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 excited for like I'm talking I've been waiting to do this event probably since like 2004 mm-hmm. I went and I did it and it was amazing and n- this was on a Friday we recorded this special no one knew I was going away on the Monday like I literally was about to leave for treatment oh wow and I had these girls that met me after and they mm-hmm. were just like we love you like we really look up to you and whatever and I remember just like my mom was there and I was looking at my mom and thinking they have no idea and I just mm-hmm. felt like I didn't deserve any of these good mm-hmm. things that were happening and that was a real time where I was like okay I have to figure something out and I have mm-hmm. to get it together because if this is the thing I love more than anything in the world and mm-hmm. I can't do this I mean there's no, I mean that was the thing that kept me going Well, it's amazing that you were on the upswing. The trajectory was you're becoming a musician, a a known musician, and all these experiences. And at the same time, it's when you were going down, the trajectory Mm -hmm. is going down in yourself at the same time. It's really, it's a weird thing because I was really scared to go away and I was scared to get sober, but I knew that like I couldn't keep doing this if I didn't do that. Right. So it was just, it's and, and nothing is more humbling than when that special that I recorded before I went away aired, I was in treatment. Uh, and yeah. 
you know, we all, the 15 of us in the house, listened to it on the wow. radio. And it was just a real, real humbling time. And even, and I'm like very open, obviously, I'm here right. talking about this, but like even the cab ride to the treatment center, mm-hmm. I was, had been, you know, I had been up super early. My dad had to drop me off, and then they take you in a separate cab to go to the center. And I was so tired and just scared, and I was in the back seat, and the cab driver goes, aren't you Chloe Louise? Oh, my god! Yeah, and I was like, yes, I am. And he's like, I saw you on da-da-da. And, I, and he just kind of said, he was like, good for you. Like, he knew where he was taking right. me, obviously. But it's just, there. it was just, like, some really humbling moments like that. And um, Like, I'm really trying not to cry right now because this is just, it's a very emotional story. Like you're sitting there so calmly and telling it, but I'm like, the tears are like stuck behind my eyes right now. Yeah. Honestly, it's so weird. I, sobriety is such a big part of my life um, now. I mean, it's, I, it, it goes both ways. It's like I, my people close to me know about everything and I talk about it, but I still live a life that's like I go out all the time and mm-hmm. I go to bars all the time because I'm at shows and I'm totally comfortable doing that. But yeah, my, I've just learned so much this last year about myself and about mm-hmm. my family and about my friends and like you're the real people that stay by you mm-hmm. the problem is is that i don't think anyone ever develops problems with addiction because it's like just a thing to do i mm-hmm. think it there's things in your life that happen to you mm-hmm. and i had a lot of trauma that i had not dealt with and mm-hmm. a lot of things that had happened and I lost two of my best friends pretty close together Mm -hmm. and just all these things went along with that and I never dealt with it and I didn't even realize I wasn't dealing with it until everything imploded and I was like in a situation where you know I didn't have a phone for several weeks and I Mm -hmm. didn't have outside communication and I was in the center with like no distractions and Mm -hmm. no work and no anything and all of a sudden I was like, wow, like there's a lot here that I have been avoiding. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of start to unpack all of that, you're like able to move on. And, and cope. Try and, and cope, heal, right? yeah. I'm incredibly lucky that I have a really good group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I have really supportive bandmates. Mm-hmm. I have my family and my siblings. And like no one... that close to me was like shocked like I think one of my friends said it best like he said something along the lines of like I knew you had a problem and I just kind of knew one of these days it was going to go too far Mm. but he didn't know like when the tipping point would be Mm -hmm. and that's I didn't know that my close friends even really thought about it as much as I did so um I think now explaining to people, I keep it really casual. The mm-hmm. only times that it's been, I would say, as far as like dating, mm-hmm. maybe it's a little trickier just because um, I I was in a relationship. You know, I'd been sober a few months and I started dating someone who had been my friend before I got mm-hmm. sober. And, you know, I was in a relationship and I like fell in and out of love mm-hmm. and I think that was really important, but it's like and nothing against him at all. But I mean, he drinks mm-hmm. and can. I would never expect anyone to quit drinking mm-hmm. if they're going to like never. That's mm-hmm. not something I really care about. But 
Um, that's the only times that it can be difficult, though, is meeting someone new and having to be like, yeah, I'm sober and, you know, whatever. Um, but n- most of the time, people are pretty understanding. Like, no one really questions. Mm-hmm. I try really hard not to think, like, in terms of forever mm-hmm. because that's right. where it gets tricky with people who are trying to be sober. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say this time around, because I have attempted sobriety uh, mm-hmm. two other times, mm-hmm. I just was just ready. Mm-hmm. And it was far less white knuckling mm-hmm. this last year and far more like gaining all these experiences. And I mean, it's not easy mm-hmm. by any means. And it's not, I kind of was naive thinking that okay, if I quit drinking, then it's just like life is fixed. And that's Mm -hmm. not the case. I mean, I still dealt with a lot of things this year, family Mm -hmm. stuff, life stuff, music stuff, everything. And Mm -hmm. it still happened. It's just that I'm able to process it and Mm -hmm. deal with it a lot better. And a lot of the people I have in my life now, it's like I'm just really grateful because I don't think I would have been able to develop those relationships before. Um, and I think when you get sober, your self-worth kind of comes back. And yeah. when I, you know, my whole life I've dated people who, I mean, maybe weren't the best choices. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's not to say anything bad about anyone. But just as far as like, you know, some, you get your, when you live a toxic life, you end up in toxic situations. Yeah. And now it's like, I just feel like I'm able to open up and be vulnerable and like know what's appropriate and what is healthy and I just never thought I'd get here with relation I swear I just didn't think I would ever get to that point and um, I thought I was gonna always be stuck in that cycle of like okay I'll be okay for a while and then I like would kind of like go really deep dark 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 and then mm-hmm. like something bad would happen and it would just be this cycle or I'd you know, I I don't know. I just never thought, like, I just feel so much more calm mm-hmm. and rational now. I was curious what it is that got you to the bottom that you felt like now is the time. Do you feel like you can share that? Yeah, I okay. think so. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, everyone's bottom is so different. Okay. And I learned this, especially in treatment, because it's like, when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you think, what do you think when you think, like, alcoholic? You think, like you're like a dad getting in trouble or like mm-hmm. fighting or DUIs or mm-hmm. whatever, jail. Police. Police, <laughs> right. yeah. I have never gotten in trouble legally. I never had a DUI. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, like my family still spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I never really, a lot of my things were more self-destructive than destructive to anyone else kind of mm-hmm. but I was getting to the point where like in 2017 my best friend had died mm-hmm. and then things just got pretty bad after that and then I tried to get sober I stayed sober for like 11 months but it was pretty awful and then when I started drinking again it was July of 2018 and so from July 2018 to February 21st 2019 it was mm-hmm. just awful and my other very close friend died around last Christmas time. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So after that happened is when I feel like I really spiraled. And the only things I can really think of is that I just was full of shame and like guilt and regret and all these things. And the the last day 
I drank. I honestly can't really tell you too much about it because I don't remember much. Okay. Um, I know I got in some fights with some friends and the last thing I remember is like walking home to my apartment downtown and I just remember being like if one of these cars hit me my family Mm -hmm. wouldn't know like I was thinking I don't want to die but I don't want to live so I was like if one of these cars hit me my family won't think it was on purpose they'll think it was an accident and then that's it like Mm -hmm. I remember fully thinking that but the cars were like not hitting me like they were I it sounds really morbid, but I truly believe this was like a wake-up moment. Because um, I woke not up. Morbid. morbid. That's a miracle, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> truly. Um, and I don't even know if I've ever really like told my parents that or anything. But I just, hmm. I just woke up the next morning and I was on the floor of my bedroom, still in my winter coat, and I just was like, I cannot. This cannot be my life. Like I, when I was little, I did not think I was going to grow up and be like this. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. That's when I kind of took action. and But I had so many people helping me. Right. I mean, I have – my boss is amazing. Like, I had to go to him and be like, hey, please don't fire me if I mm-hmm. leave for five weeks or whatever. And my parents, um, my sisters, my fr- I mean, it's just wild. I had, like, one of my best friends in music, he, like – drove out to the center with his guitar and like hung out with me i mean Mm. this is stuff that people don't get to see that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. it's really 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 special it's a really good story i struggle a little bit with i don't know if it's like imposter syndrome or something where i'm just like so many people struggle with addiction and i you know i've met i've met so many people in the last Mm -hmm. year in and out of sobriety and i just I just know for me, like, even if my rock bottom doesn't look like someone else's, mm-hmm. it's like, I was, things were not going to end well right. if I kept going the way I was going. And I, all I can speak on is my experience mm-hmm. and what I've done to try and better myself. And the main things is that I just want to be able to show up for people and right. be like present and be functional and mm-hmm all the things that I never thought would happen in a year have happened so let's hear about some of those um let's see well I mean it's physically it's a whole new world Mm -hmm. I mean I yeah I lost like 40 pounds even my mom was like "Ooh, cool I didn't I forgot about that you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and so physically it's like that happens kind of quicker, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm and not for everyone, but it's like my face depuffed a bit, right. and my skin got clearer, and all of a sudden my eyes, like I felt like I could see myself better. Um, and you know, throughout the year, just that changing physically, and then I started really just like working on myself. One of the things I really wanted was that I thought that I would like never get to live alone again. I never thought I'd be able to have my. I used to have, like, a super cute apartment. Mm -hmm. Then I had to move in with roommates. And then I had to move home with my dad. And, like, I am now in this apartment that I love, Mm -hmm. um, which makes me so happy. It's just, yeah, getting to do all the music stuff and, like, hanging out with people who really matter. And Mm -hmm. I was telling you I have a volunteer position with an organization that I've been wanting to do for years and was never in the place to. And it's, like, I just did an overnight at the hospital last night help other people like this is not something I ever thought I would get to do you know I was going through all the training for this position and it's very intense training and I was just thinking like wow a year ago I was 
in a facility. Like people were counseling me and now mm. I'm in a position where I'm like hopefully able to help someone else. Mm. It's just wild. That's a lot to happen in a year. Like doesn't it feel like it flew by? Right. And it does in a sense, mm-hmm. but it also feels like I did so much this mm-hmm. last year that I'm like, how was that only a year? It feels like just a different a different life, a different world. And I'm just I'm just really, really, really grateful to be here with mm-hmm. you and right. get to talk to people about this because there's a lot of people who I think people can relate maybe just because not everyone wants to automatically like go through the AA process Mm -hmm. or whatever it is and me personally it's like I had to find other ways that would help me and I just not everyone is stumbling on the streets getting arrested some people just like self-implode and like are doing things and like they you know not everyone's story looks the same so I hope even just talking at all about this someone can relate I guess you know one of the questions I have I always wonder, like, is there a cost to that when you do that? Just curious um, like, for people who might be thinking about going into a center. Um, yeah, I mean, it is expensive. However, my, my situation, um, if you are insured by the state or if you are low income or mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, they'll help you. There's resources that are mm-hmm. that will help you. Um, at least ask, right? At least ask, yeah. Right. And it's hard. I got, I'm incredibly lucky. I'm lucky that when I asked, they had a spot. I was going to say... Do you remember the the Monona Terrace with the Q106 storytellers? Oh, yes, yes, And yes. I was working the door. Yes. I left for rehab the next morning. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. This is like so serendipitous. And I know you love that kind of stuff. So, I know. <laughs> um, I, that whole week, uh-huh. I had just posted a cover of a song mm-hmm. of a girl, um, who, a country singer that I was like obsessed with. And like she meant so much to me. And she was Tennille towns she was literally she was there she was there and <gasps> i know it was and we i even working the event i didn't know who was going to be there oh because it's always a surprise yep and oh, so wow. when i saw her backstage at the catering table i about died and i knew and we dm'd a little bit on instagram uh-huh. she like liked my cover of hers and i just couldn't believe it and then the next and then i go to the treatment center right. the next morning no one knows i'm going right i go the next morning i have to go get up at 4 a.m I go, and the first friend I met in treatment was like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. But on Sunday night, I was at this concert, and it was so amazing. And this girl, he was at the same show. <gasps> oh my god! The chances, I mean, it was crazy. But that, mu- like, the music stuff is, it just is really, it's... It's your rock. It's my rock. So um, let's talk about the music. Yeah. What's going on there? Man, I, um, we're, I'm working on new music right now. I'm recording mm-hmm. a new EP. And I'm very excited about it. It's going to be three songs. We just did vocals for the second song a couple days ago. It's, I just, the experiences I've had the last year, I just really wanted to put out a small project that kind of highlights the three, you know, sometimes it's like I have these like real piano ballad songs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm more like country rock and sometimes I'm really pop. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. We did a song of each. Um, One of the songs on there I'm so proud of. I'm gonna sing it for you. Today. <gasps> oh my gosh! It's uh, <laughs> you know, it's the most difficult song I've ever had to write and perform. I would mm-hmm. say um, it's a song I wrote about my best friend's passing, mm-hmm. uh, and I kind of instead of you know using how how they actually passed away, it's like I used the a car crash metaphor. Mm-hmm. 
And I was never able to write about this until I got sober. And then one day over the summer, I, it just all came out really fast. And then we ended up recording it for this EP, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm recording um, with my friends, my drummer, Lawrence Gahn, mm-hmm. and our friend Craig Hoffman from the North Code. And they just, they're killing it. It's like so special to me that they even want to do this with me. So, um, yeah, it's been really exciting. So hopefully that'll be, we'll get that out there in the next couple months, maybe. I don't want to. I'm wanna... so excited yeah, for you, though. Yeah, I'm really happy. I wanted to ask you, so normally we do three random facts yes. at the end. But I thought it would be uh, nice to make a little twist of it. And if you could say three things that you've seen as like really unexpected perks, benefits, positives since becoming sober three things I did not expect to happen my voice is better oh wow really I would say drastically I mean I don't know if that has something to do with it could be a couple things I mean I played a lot of shows this Mm -hmm. last year so maybe it's just stamina and whatever but I think I just feel stronger more confident all the energy I have I didn't expect that so I do a lot and it's like this is not due to external substance this is just getting a good night's sleep and like remembering to drink water uh so that's pretty interesting and then the third thing i think the thing that matters most to me is that i didn't know how happy i would feel about people trusting me like i Mm. a couple examples would be my dog passed away last month oh my family dog (laughs) And I feel like I really like kind of stood up and helped with that situation with like my dad and my mom and having to deal with that situation. But the only thing I was thinking is I was like, if this was a year ago on a Saturday morning that this happened, I wouldn't have answered my phone and things like that. Like getting to, I babysit my boss's kids, the same boss that like helped me when I went to treatment. Like he trusts me to watch his kids and his house. Mm -hmm. Just things like that. I didn't know how much that would mean to me. Like people asking me to show up for things and I can do it. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, even if I'm tired because I do a million things, it's like I'm still happy and like responsible in that regard. And I did not know how much like joy that would bring me to be able to like be there for other people, I guess. I had no idea... I remember when I would listen to women speak early on and they'd be like, and it would be one of, you know, you could be here too, you know, like kind of thing. And I would just be like, I just don't see it. I mm-hmm. never saw what, I never even envisioned what a year would look like. I just mm-hmm. kept going. Right. And I wouldn't have imagined, like, I just have a very big, full life. Mm-hmm. And I never imagined that that was even a possibility. Are there some big shows you're looking forward to yourself? I get to be in the Lilith Fair again this year. <gasps> nice. I did it last year, and um, I was uh, sixpence none the richer last year. This okay. is not till June, but it's just like the email I just got, so I'm excited oh. about it. And this year I get to be Shania. What does this mean? So we they recreated the Lilith Fair um, oh, at okay. the High Noon. Okay. So they have like female Madison musicians be different artists, and I'm just very excited because I cool. love to be Shania. So. Oh, that's that's a lot of empowerment right there. Yeah, that's my a band's good one. very excited too. <laughs> They're like, yes. All right. Well, you're going to perform a couple songs for us today. Yeah. Thanks for coming again, Chloe. Thanks for having me, Jane. You bet. Yay. <laughs> To figure out what key I'm playing this in. And you'll call me and you tell me you can't stop thinking about me and you ask. That's good. Okay. I this is fresh wrote I wrote this like very recently. Okay, that's amazing. Like days. Wow. <clears throat> well, I am all ready to go in here. 
And so you do want me to say what it's called? Yeah, before you do, can I ask you a question? Yep. If I do this, can you? are you picking it up? I can hear it. Yeah. Okay, so I won't do that. Okay. I'll just stay in one spot. <laughs> All right. I know, there's sensitive mics. Okay. Um, wait, now I start? Okay. <laughs> yeah, whenever you need. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, this song is a song I wrote recently about dating someone new who is really nice and it's very refreshing so that's cool um this is called crash could hurt i wish when i fell i landed with my feet and not my heart i still don't understand you weren't planned but here we are and when i met you i wasn't looking for Anything but a quiet place, little space, and a song that didn't hurt to sing, yeah. And you'll call me and you tell me you can't stop thinking about me. You ask all about my day. Boy, I gotta say that I don't remember when somebody put the way that I felt first. So I'm gonna jump, even though the crash could hurt. The crash could hurt. be a mistake but i hope if i go slow you'll give this broken heart a break i didn't know how easy taking a chance could be my past has got me questioning how anyone could be so sweet and you'll call me and you tell me you can't stop thinking about me you ask all about my day boy i gotta say that i don't remember when somebody put the way that i felt first so i'm gonna jump even though the crash could hurt the crash could hurt i don't know if i'm saying too much if i'm feeling too much if I'm saying the right things Just wanna say all the right things I don't know if I'm feeling too much If I'm doing too much Just wanna say all the right things Don't wanna mess it up And you'll call me and you tell me you can't stop thinking about me And you ask all about my day Boy, I've gotta say that I don't remember when somebody put The way that I felt first So I'm gonna jump even though the crash could hurt The crash could hurt When I fell, I landed with my feet and not my heart, you know, I didn't plan it, but here we are.
<laughs> oh my gosh. Is that okay? That I feel like amazing. I can. Nice. Does that sound okay? He knows exactly. I like that end. It just kind of looks yes. like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like crying because. Two, three, four, five. Okay. So this one, brace yourself. I know you're going to cry. Okay. I'm ready. Because <laughs> I can't. I cry every time. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it's right there. So between the interview and that song, it's like, oh, right, I almost started. He's crying already. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, oh man. I'm such a mush ball lately too. I literally am. Just because I went on such a good first date. <laughs> I'm like crying. I want to ask if we can go to dinner with you, but I'm like, no, you need your thing. We got to wait. We got to wait. Okay. Um, okay, though, this song is going to be on my new EP coming out. And I wrote this song after losing two of my best friends pretty close together and you know um they did not die from a car crash but I kind of use it as an analogy because I think everyone can kind of relate to this kind of loss and the feelings that I had after which was you know why them and not me kind of thing so um when I was finally kind of able to process those feelings and then this song came out of it and it means it means a whole lot to me. So, um, yeah, the song is called Without a Warning. Thursday morning, I call our friend because I hadn't heard from you. supposed to pick me up at nine and it's 9:42. that's not like you maybe you had to stop for gas or you spilled coffee on your shirt maybe i forgot that you said today you wouldn't be into work now the truth falls into place I said there must be a mistake And I'm driving down the road and there's flowers on a post And I'm wondering why you didn't make it home And I'm driving past the trees wondering how you didn't see that that red light it hadn't turned green And I'll call my mom even though we talked this morning Cause I don't know when we'll be gone without A warning Now everybody's talking and all the rumors fly And I wonder why it was you and not me Cause I'm reckless when I drive And I still sing all the songs We used to sing to every night I can't sing your favorite parts Even if I tried And now the truth falls into place I 
said there must be a mistake And I'm driving down the road and there's flowers on a post And I'm wondering why you didn't make it home And I'm driving past the trees wondering how you didn't see that the red light it hadn't turned green And I'll call my mom even though we talked this morning Cause I don't know when we'll be gone without a warning Oh, I wish that I could speed up time Oh, I wish that I could relive that Saturday night. Oh, I wish, oh, I wish I knew that I was gonna be fine. And I'm driving down the road and there's flowers on a post and I'm wondering why didn't make it home and I'm driving past the trees wondering how you didn't see that the red light well it hadn't turned green and I'll call my mom even though we talked this morning cause I don't know when we'll be gone without a warning oh my god why Seeing Chloe on this side of her last year was delightful. And let me tell you, those new songs really hit my heart. If you're looking for help with alcohol addiction, seek help in your community for a local rehab center or available meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous. If you're looking for a different path to sobriety, consider visiting jointempest.com. Tempest is an affordable, accessible, empowering, different approach to sobriety. I'd also like to give a shout out to Hope for the Day, a nonprofit organization promoting suicide prevention. Johnny Boucher talked about Hope for the Day and its work on episode 117. Visit them at hftd.org. And be sure to check out Chloe's music on Spotify or visit her page at her record company, Sunday Night Records. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining.